0: As I think you know, Alma, I prefer my asparagus with oil and salt. And Knowing this, you have prepared the asparagus with butter. Now I can imagine in certain circumstances being able to pretend that I like it made this way. Right now, I'm just admiring my own gallantry for eating it the
1: way you've prepared it. Coming up, our film and food review of the 2017 film, phantom thread welcome to the film and food podcast i'm your host chris roberts and thank you so much for joining us for episode 23 well i really hope you've been enjoying all of the film and food goodness that has been coming up over the past couple of months. It's been so great to be able to release some more episodes. Of course, go and check them out if you haven't already. We were able to release my film and food review with Gwyn Lay as we discussed the film Tempopos, and that was a fantastic episode, to so go and check that one out. Plus, I was also able to release my top 10 films of 2021 and second annual film and food awards episode last month, This is one of my favorite ones to create and it's one of my favorite episodes every year. So make sure you go and check that one out too, if you haven't already. Plus, I'm really excited for next month when my conversation with Nick Charlie Key about the film Eat Drink Man Woman comes out. It's gonna be a really spectacular episode. I love having Nick on the show. So lots to look forward to from the Film & Food podcast. Well, enough about that. I'm really excited for this Film & Food review. We've got returning guest Clayton Waters coming back onto the show. But before we do that, I want to give a quick welcome to the Film and Food Podcast. We celebrate all things culinary and cinematic in film. So whether you're a cinephile or a foodie or both like me, this is the podcast for you. As I mentioned, we do all sorts of episodes, including our film and food reviews, the fantasy film and food draft, where me and my guests draft ultimate food experiences from directors, filmographies and movie universes. We have our bonus 20 frogmouth episodes coming out every month. ...related to my 500 word film and food column that I do. So, make sure you subscribe to us on your favourite podcasting platform. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And thanks for all the support. Well, this episode is what we call a film and food review. And for those who don't know what that is, this is how it works. We review a film or a TV show for its culinary and cinematic quality. And we do this in three different segments. First, we look at the menu. Giving some details about the film, our initial thoughts and feelings... Then it's time to dine. This is where we dive into the meat of the film, as it were, giving an in-depth, spoiler-filled conversation about the movie, going off wherever we want to, discussing whatever we like, but we usually discuss our highlights, favourite film moments, favourite food moments. Then it's time to give our compliments to the chef, and this is where we give our final thoughts and ratings. But wait, there's more. Every film and food review, I also give at least one film-based recipe based off that film or TV show. And I'm really excited to say that this episode, we have an absolute cracker of a recipe for you to try at home. But more on that later, because every film and food review, I have a guest on the show. And as I've already mentioned, I've got Clayton Waters, the host of the High People podcast, and the creator of Waters to Beers on the show again to discuss the amazing film Phantom Thread. So without further ado, I'm going to pass it on to our initial conversation where I chat to Clayton about his new podcast, about how things are going with waters to beers and we just catch up and so here is our conversation all right it's my pleasure to have clayton waters back on the podcast he's the host of the high people podcast and runs the waters to beers instagram account and we've had him on before but welcome back
0: thanks mate it's good to be back i wish i was at your unit though uh doing this face to face but not the case um but yeah it's been a bit of I suppose the way of the world at the moment, over Zoom and everything. But hey, it's uh, it's good to be back on, and I'm looking forward to having a chat and, and thanks for reaching out again. So this will be good fun. I'm looking forward to it.
1: No worries. Yeah, um, I'll talk more about it later. But I was going to make that breakfast order. Um, uh, ah. Yeah. We'll talk about more from this film, and I'm a bit mad that I couldn't make it for you because it yeah, me too. Do. Now actually, it's so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Clayton, it's been crazy. It's almost probably been You came on for a couple of episodes. You were on for obviously our parasite episode. And yes. then I believe you ate some American cereal on the A lot podcast of American well. cereal. Cool. <laughs> a lot,
0: actually. A, a lot. lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so much. Too much. Um now I have kind of spontaneous, spontaneously, spontaneously asked you to do this because I got COVID. And have an empty house which is like prime podcasting time for me (laughs) so before we talk about the movie and everything um you have launched a podcast since we last spoke so why don't you tell everyone about that
0: yeah it's um it was just one of those things and i think i spoke about it on the last time that we were on in regards to that i suppose creative spark uh, and just sort of listening to those and and seeing where it goes and, and sort of having that prompting. And I suppose it initially started, and, I, and I've told you this, you know, when I first came on your podcast, I was like, you know what, this kind of looks like a lot of fun. And I bought the microphone, the microphone that we both have, and I started the process and started, you know, trialling a few things and, um, you know, I've interviewed a couple of people and we're up to 18 episodes, which has been um, really, really fun. Um, and I've really enjoyed, it. and I suppose, the premise for me is has been, I think, something that I really like doing. It's literally about people. Um, you know, that's, that's the only thing. Everybody has a story um, and you get sort of 55 minutes to an hour to sort of step through your story. And I see it as a real enriching thing for me, to be honest, because I've now listened to 18 different people's stories and some stories that I've heard before and heard over time, um, some that I've not heard at all um, and happen to just sort of, you know, understand where they've come from what makes them tick what's their small business idea you know when do they come to the country you know what did their parents do okay how did you overcome mental illness and and mental health and those type of things and um, yeah we go into some pretty um, big areas but it's been um, a lot of fun Um, and yeah just trying to obviously as the podcast world is now try and manage the uh, the schedules and the timings and everything and yeah that little thing called life gets in the way unfortunately of uh of podcasting and the like so yeah back to trying to get out an episode every fortnight and um and going from there but it has been um a lot of fun and you and we had the privilege of having you on the on the high people podcast as well so yeah go back and have a listen to that which is a lot of fun
1: it's it's awesome your podcast and it's the high people podcast i don't even know if we mentioned the name uh in that whole little section but yeah it was awesome to come on and yeah, not many podcasts I know where it's, you know, obviously there's interview podcasts for celebrities. Mm. But what I love about your podcast is that it's just people that you know. And I know you've had a range of guests in varieties of their notoriety, I guess. But mm. um, yeah, it's just a privilege because obviously, like, it's, you don't every day have a chance to sit down with someone for an hour and listen to their story. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been really cool to listen to that. And are you still on the waters to beers train
0: yeah still doing that um again it's um not as probably often um as i as i used to do i sort of um (laughs) i let the beers come to me a little bit um at the moment (laughs) so if i happen to be in a pub and i see something and i go oh great i'm gonna i'm gonna try that um without mentioning any names i've had a bit of a bad run on the old beers lately haven't really had a beer that i've gone wow that's that's awesome um so yeah we've had a couple of Shockers lately. But um no, the good thing was my dad did his first review the other day um Love in that. a brewery down in Tasmania. Um I've had a couple of friends um do that as well, so which has been really good. And we did a new run of the t-shirts, which went uh really quick as well. So um yeah, a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I'm letting the beers um definitely come to me um at the moment. Um so yeah, the, the fridge is full. Um, but yeah, we'll hopefully see some some nice beers coming along. But again, it's the same with high people, it's uh it's a fun spark it's a fun thing to do and um i don't have any i suppose deadlines or timelines or anybody to answer to other myself and i'm pretty cruisy with it so um if people like it they love it great i i love doing it and so i'm gonna sort of keep doing it and whether people listen or whether people um you know choose to look at that to understand what next beer they're going to get you know, that, that, that's fine with me. So yeah, I'm enjoying the creative sparks. That's for sure. It's, um, it's good to break up the, I suppose the work side of things and life side of things. So it's been, been a lot of fun, a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 18 episodes on the podcast too. You're catching up to me, which is crazy because I started (laughs) way before you. Um, yeah, it proves to everyone that I also have the same philosophy on getting a podcast episode out, which is it has to fit into my life and not the other way Absolutely. around. Absolutely. And but you, and you said that... to
0: me, you said to me, like, oh, I tried to do an episode a week, and you're like, that's gonna be tough. And I was like, ah, oh, should be okay. Like, should be able to get some guests. No, you were right. It's tough. Um, it's tough matching time schedules and, and doing everything. Um, but yeah, it's it was it is good fun, and that's the best part of it. It's fun, and if it's not uh-huh. fun, I will stop it like straight yeah. away. And that's exactly. my theory with it.
1: Exactly right, and I think it makes for a better listening experience too. Like, you know, we're doing it as something enjoyable, not to try and sell ads to people or fit yeah, a quota or the- anything like that. It's just, no. um, it's just fun.
0: It is. It is a lot of fun. That's the way it should be, I reckon. And I reckon that's how the most successful podcasts and the like go, because they're fun and people listen to that because that's what people are passionate about. What you're talking about and passionate mm-hmm. about hearing it. And then it's fun, and then people listen, I reckon. So, but yeah, 100%. good fun.
1: So good. Okay, before we dive into the rest of the review, firstly, it's time to look at the menu. So, let's look at the 2017 film Phantom Thread. The plot is as follows Set in 1950s London, Reynolds Woodcock is a renowned dressmaker whose fastidious lifestyle is disrupted by a young strongwood woman, Alma, who becomes his muse and Lover. The film stars Daniel Day-Lewis, Vicki Creeps, Leslie Manville, Julie Volano, Sue Clark, Joan Brown, Harriet Leach, and Dinah Nicholson. The film is written and directed by the legendary Paul Thomas Anderson, and this film was nominated for seven Oscars, winning one for its incredible costume design, and those costumes were designed by Mark Bridges. This is an excellent, excellent film, and I'm so excited to share the rest of my review with Clayton in just a second but I have to let you know that we are entering into spoiler territory and this is a movie I'm sure you don't want to be spoiled on so if you live in Australia go and check this movie out It's streaming right now on binge you can rent it on Amazon Prime and YouTube if you want to but go and watch this movie I highly recommend it you're going to enjoy our conversation a lot more if you do but if you want to be spoiled or you've seen the movie well then it's time for my spoiler-filled review with Clayton Waters it's time to dine. Okay, welcome to the review. Here is my chat with Clayton. We go deep into all parts of the film here, so enjoy our conversation. So good. Well, yeah. So I approached you pretty last minute with a few, su- well, with one suggestion of a film. Yeah. And last, last time for the Parasite episode, if you haven't listened to that, it was kind of the same thing. It was like a, it was like a me giving you a film that you haven't seen. Uh, and and giving it a go and that went pretty well. Uh, I'm not sure how well this one is gonna go (laughs) based on the tiny little conversation we had before recording but the film of course is uh, the 2017 film Phantom Thread. It is a pretty notorious film for the way food is used in this film which we will discuss a plenty I'm sure Um, but Clayton, did, what are your general thoughts on the film? What are your highlights? Just mm. tell me how what this experience was like for you.
0: So I watched it about two hours and 17 minutes ago. So it is literally the last thing I've watched today. I've, I've spent this morning doing a little bit of assignment work and then I sat down um, and I watched it um, while over lunch. It was very fresh in my brain. Um, it was really interesting. And, I, and again, I, I state that I'm not, a movie buff I'm not the biggest movie um guy but I can see why this movie has been ranked pretty highly you know I looked at um a couple of Rotten Tomatoes reviews before I even um you know even sat down I um, mean and it was quite an eclectic I suppose response in the sense of some thought it was like one of the great like engrossing manipulative movies of all times and some were like this is absolute rubbish and so even in, with that thought I was like all right, I mean, like you know, how can there be such a polarizing community of of reviews? So I'm I'm really interested to see where this goes. But I think the it was just I don't know my word for it. It was just creepy for 2 hours 20 minutes. I don't know why, but it was just something about the the toxicity of like the main character, which we'll obviously get to and then the environment of which then obviously the female main character gets involved, but then you've got the sister on the side and you've got this work business, but then they're trying to make it work, but they're not trying to make it work. And it, it was, um, yeah, there was just like an air, just a sense of, I don't know, uneasiness for two hours, 20 minutes mm-hmm. for me, nearly at a point where I was like, is he going to kill her or is she going to mm-hmm. kill him? Or like, is the sister going to turn on both of them? Or it, it, I, it nearly for me was nearly missing a death. I was like, when is someone going to die here? Like, there's got to be, there's got to be some, I don't want to say, um, I'm not not the Disney word, but some, there's got to be something that occurs. What, what's, what's occurring? And in a sense, nothing, like, not nothing occurs, but like it just holds its linear progression throughout the movie and just ticks along. And then the credits hit. And I was like, wow okay. I feel like I've just really experienced that person's life for like the last uh, year, I suppose, or whatever span that that movie was set through. So it was um an interesting journey. It, I felt uneasy for two hours, 20 minutes. It was like kind of like on edge waiting for something to happen. And then nearly a sense of relief when nothing happened um, mm-hmm. in the sense of a major like event, like a passing or something um, throughout. So yeah, it, it' not my. I will say not my normal type of movie, um, but it was really interesting. It was one of those movies that I think that I would very easily just brush to the side and probably not click on on my Netflix page or on my Amazon page, etc. So, but I trusted you, and um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was, like I said, weird for me, but I enjoyed yeah. it. So, I'll, yeah, we'll get to ratings at the end, but I reckon, yeah. yeah, it was interesting. It was very interesting.
1: I'm very, very curious to hear what your ratings will be. Yeah. And- Honestly, thank you. Like, I know that, like, uh, I knew that this one was going to be probably different. So, I appreciate (laughs) you giving it a go. That's um, very kind of you. Um, Yeah. So, I watched this film, like, when it first came out, like, five years ago in in Mm. theatres. And, yeah, for some reason, it, like, really worked uh, when I first saw it. Like, I really enjoyed it. And I watched it again, and I, like, yeah. I think... I probably maybe slightly enjoyed the cinema experience of it more, but still played really well at home. And you're right. Like they create this, it seems weird, but like even the way they talk, even the way Mm. that the film's kind of edited creates this uneasy tone. Like something feels slightly off Um, and it kind of, especially I've noticed a lot more this time, it probably only breaks about Uh, when it gets to that dinner scene, that sort of, what is she doing here? Why is this relationship occurring? Like Mm. where some of it sort of starts to really break down and you're going, oh, like I've been asking these questions the whole time. Um, Yeah. Yeah. and Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we'll dive more into it now. Um, I guess highlights for me, let's just start it off with the funny stuff. I think this movie on second watch is so funny. Like, I audibly we'll ta- we'll talk spoilers at the end, but I audibly laughed at the end of the movie, uh, at, with one thing that she does, um, yep. But yeah, obviously Reynolds Woodcock, played by Daniel Day-Lewis, uh, played by Daniel Day-Lewis, who is a legend actor, and that name is a legendary brilliant. name, legendary brilliant. name, Reynolds Woodcock. What a name. Um, yeah. and there's some, he says some absolutely amazing things. And some people say some absolutely amazing things like, uh, Alma brings in some tea and he goes, I didn't ask for tea, get out. And she's like, I'm taking the tea away. And he's like, the tea's gone, but the structure remains. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. The, you know, uh, the breakfast, I simply don't have time for confrontations. I yeah. cannot have confrontations at breakfast. Um, the dinner scene, like, are you a secret agent said to kill me? possibly my entire yeah. life um, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. oh, let me see if i could find any more um, i got
0: a ripper i loved when he said the expectation of others causes heartache i was like oh i was like Ooh. okay and when he was explaining the whole the curse and why he hasn't put himself i suppose um in a relationship um per se but yeah the expectations of others causes heartache i was like wow that's really interesting if you break that down it's like the perception that we have of other people on us is actually what is breaking us down and, and chewing us up where it could, might not be the the reality um of the situation and when he wrote, when he said that i went oh that's actually quite like deep like very it was good. um it was very interesting but i feel like there was everyone was treading on eggshells around him. everything that was said was very uh, targeted, dedicated. so Cyril the the sister, really mm. poignant and knew how to deal with him. but then everybody else was like you know it was like good morning sir, yes sir, no sir like yes whatever like it was really quite direct. There was no no small talk, no small talk. and then when you know, the main female actor um, tries to bring in the small talk, it's like like no, shut it down not interested um and he even tries it obviously with the the wedding and the honeymoon and those scenes and it still doesn't work um which i I found yeah really really interesting but i I want something you said at the start that Mm. uneasiness Mm. i noticed in the music a lot in there was like a real scatty Mm. jazzy real like um i don't know eclectic's the right word but it was like real messy and so mm. there was, like, really messy piano, mm. messy jazz. Mm. And so it was kind of, like, putting me a bit on edge, being, like, literally, again, like, is someone going to die here? Like, that's, I felt like they are going to be, like, we're going to make a dress. And, oh, boom, there's a dead body for some reason. Yeah, yeah, like, I, yeah. But oh. it was really, like, messy and fast-paced. And particularly in that first 15 minutes, I was really, like, oh, like, the music's really landing here for me. And, like, yeah, those things that normally makes- go straight over my that head. Makes, that makes but,
1: me so happy that you said that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know who did this score? So, well, I'm
0: going to guess, because you're so excited about it, I'm going to go Hans Zimmer, but I'm probably no, wrong.
1: Was, it wasn't okay. um, no, it wasn't Hans. It's Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead. Um, ah, he, okay. So, well, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Right? Um, yeah. he, he, did, he works with this director a lot. So there's a movie called There Will Be Blood, and that was his yep. first time that he kind of did the score. Um, and he did it here and yeah Yeah, I have this on my Spotify playlist because it's amazing like yeah nice I think you're right in the first 15 minutes is that sort of main theme when he's getting ready and going about the house is just like like it's obviously not very traditional uh, in terms of like it's not clean and and sort of orchestra Mm. like it's like an orchestra or something but it creates such this, yeah, it creates the mood so perfectly. And it's so great. It can be very grand, which is like the grandness of the dresses and the house when and it could be very scatty and quiet, like during the bits where Reynolds is sick, like, I think it's, yeah, I think yeah. it's a brilliant, brilliant piece of music. I think the, I think the movie would not be as effective in creating that tone without the score.
0: Okay. I think the music literally created anxiety. Like mm. for me, like in the sense of a round of what is occurring, and like everyone's trading on eggshells, and don't do this, and like when a dress is getting made, it's all about right. Well, we gotta, we gotta go and we'll do it, but then, then the use of like just silence when like the first time she's putting on the dress and the sister walks in, and it's just like, oh dear, like this is going to be a combative scene here, like something's mm. going to occur. Um, but yeah, the music use throughout was. Um, yeah, it really stood out to me. And that's really cool. It was the Radiohead guy. That's that's really awesome. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was scatty. It was fast. It was slow. It was messy. Yeah. And I think that's what the feelings that were nearly entrenched with the the movie throughout. Like, it's just like a nearly a bipolary movie that it just goes from senses to different senses all all the way through, um, which I suppose that's why they that's why they made the music like that, I suppose, to make me feel like that. And they've, they've done pretty well. So, well done to them.
1: Yeah, so good. I think um, I think also another interesting point is that the director, Paul Thomas Anderson, actually shot the movie himself. So he usually okay. gets another cinematographer to work with him, but he did the cinematography himself this time around. And I really, really love the cinematography in this movie. Yeah. Um, you sent me a shot. When I was like, no, yeah. um, yeah. "Prove uh, to you, I'm watching it. I'm watching it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. You're just not coming on here, being like, "Yeah, it was, it was good." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely. But isn't
0: that it. scene weird though? Like, so it introduces him like leaving the town, going to the country to go mm. like mm. all quiet and breakfast, and then he just runs into this girl, and it's like, but that's the last sense of calm for oh, like yeah. a long period of time. Like there's no more calm, like no more like breakfast and by myself. And this is really Uh nice. Her being introduced is like introducing more chaos into the fact when he's trying to leave for calm. And I was like,
1: it's, it's amazing. It's like the inciting incident. Like normally like someone dies or someone loses their job or I don't know, you obviously have all sorts of things, but yeah. Um, Alma being introduced is the thing that, ruins Reynolds' life. And uh, because he's uh, this, you know, uh, 50-something, 60-something-year-old bachelor Mm. who's lived up by himself and had really no one challenge him on his childish routines and childish behavior and...
0: Butter usage?
1: Uh, Yeah, we'll talk about that. (laughs) We will talk about that. Um, But no one's challenged him and, and he's sort of become this petulant, person who doesn't really want anyone changing his life. Um, He obviously at the beginning of the movie, he, he dumps this other girl who he's had. And, and Cyril says, you know, do you want me to get rid of this one? Or it's time to get rid of this one. And it seems like that's a pretty regular conversation that she has with Reynolds. Um, Mm. But yeah, some, um, some shots for me is the shot at the end of the film at the new year's Eve party. Oh my goodness, so beautiful! When he comes into the party, oh. and there's yep. that big parade happening on the floor, and the balloons come down. Yeah, there's like an elephant oh. thing there. Like, yeah, yeah that was very clever. Yeah, um, that was that was beautiful. Obviously, yeah, when they're on the honeymoon, there's some pretty shots and um, the yeah, the, the shots of the yeah.
0: Alps were unreal. Mm. Oh, so
1: good. really, I really loved it. And shots of um, them driving around, like is it Reynolds is <laughs> just like this crazy driver um which i i I love i love like when he's driving and alma's just sort of giving him this look like how much like this adoring look at him while he's like zipping around the roads
0: um Uh, i was gonna say the other the other shot that stood out for me and this is very early and i picked up on this early and i was wondering will this be a thing is when they're at the restaurant for the first time and alma and um reynolds have gone to dinner and then Cyril turns up and he's like, I ordered you a steak, I think he says, or I ordered you a something. And it's very evident that they're closer together, seated, mm. and Alma's on the outside. And I was yes. like, by the way, my English teacher would be so proud of me right now the way <laughs> I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm looking at this. Yeah, English yeah. teachers. Yeah, exactly. Give She'd be like, wow, respect. you actually you, should act, you actually listened in class. Well done. But yeah, yeah. like that, that whole like they were close and she was far. Like the dinner was technically for them. But she just rocked up ate a steak and then they started talking business and she was just there. So it switched uh-huh. from them two being there to her being on the plus one per se. So that was really interesting, a really wide shot just to show the distance they actually had separated. In like and that like they... sort of like dark field. Yeah, yeah yeah, place. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear they do that again at the very end. And we're in spoiler territory here, but the very <laughs> end where the shot is on Reynolds. Um, and the reverse shot is on Cyril and he's going off about how he's made the worst decision of his life getting yes, married she walks in. and yeah. if she walks in behind, like that was really good. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you have any other, I mean, we'll talk about the whole movie, but do you have any, any other things stand out or should we just kind of dive right into the craziness of this? Man, happy to
0: dive right in because it is crazy. Like the, the plot yeah. is crazy. The food is awesome. Obviously, you know, on the film and food podcast, I've got to look for the food, and i i wrote my I wrote my notes down. Um, so good. But yeah, without going into any, I'm keen to talk about butter because I reckon yeah. that's one of the key things of the movie. All right. To be honest, let's talk
1: about it. So obviously, <laughs> uh, and this is why I picked it because you know we'll talk about mushrooms more, but yeah, butter is is Reynolds doesn't like Reynolds likes his food cooked in butter. He doesn't mm. like his food cooked in oil and salt. And so we kind of learn that, I think, for the first time at the surprise dinner that Alma makes. Mm. I don't know yeah. if we learn about it before then and when she makes the asparagus and they have this massive fight, which is extremely uh, engrossing to watch. It's got amazing mm. dialogue. Like their, their yeah. going back and forth is like... It's
0: quite uh, uncomfortable.
1: Very you know, To sit and watch, and, yeah, very. And like it's it's sort of like an explosion of all these pent up emotions mm. that they've been having. Um, and it all starts because she says, you know, are you enjoying your dinner? And yeah. apparently, no. She does know. She does know by then that he's she's meant to cook with, uh, butter. I think. Anyway, the point being is that, there. You get to the ending, and. Yeah, I feel like we have to talk about before the ending because it all builds towards the end. So obviously they meet over food um, and then Alma discovers while she's going mushroom hunting with the other cooks in the house that there are poison mushrooms and they tell her to check this book and she checks this book and one day she goes and picks the poison mushrooms because... She's getting quite sick of how Reynolds is behaving. Hmm. And then she uses about two teaspoons, it looks like, of this yeah, ground-up yeah, yeah. Yeah. mortar and pestled, poison mushroom, makes him sick, makes him all soft and open and tender-hearted and, <laughs> and they can snuggle and, you know, he, he he's no longer this petulant child and, and you're kind of going you know, I know you were thinking, well, is she going to kill him one day? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I want to hear, I want to hear what you thought about that whole side of the, <laughs> the block.
0: For me, I was just like, why, why does it take you to put poisonous food in their mouth to slow someone down or to have a conversation or to, it was nearly like, she loves the person he is when he's sick,
1: mm. which
0: should never be a sentence said. I don't think ever, um, you know, cause you should be able to obviously deal with the person throughout the the whole time. I think I'm terrible when I'm sick. Like I'm no good at all. So like, oh, I, it's I don't crazy many to people
1: think... who are great when they're yeah. sick, to oh. be honest.
0: But like the concept of like, particularly at the, um, where we'll get to with the second one. So the first one was like nearly like a warning shot, I reckon. And I actually thought at this point, I was like, something's something's gonna happen here he's not gonna have it or or something's gonna blow up but like yeah the fact of the matter is then she then cared after him the whole time and I was like is this some like guilt like you know like sinner's remorse type of thing or is it like no no no, like I kind of knew what it was going to do and now I'm gonna put up with you for 24 hours 48 hours whatever it is guide you through this to give you a sense of an appreciation of how much I actually care for you and how much I want this to to work, So I was like, like, I'm like, get out of there! Like seriously, what are you doing? Like, go back to wherever you you came from in the nicest possible sense because your life will be so much better without him. But yeah. you're, and then you're trying to poison him, but then stay with him. I was like, what's I going think,
1: on? Yeah, I definitely. It's obviously like a whole power struggle between Cyril yeah. and Alma and Reynolds and I think Alma obviously like I think at that first dinner she's like suitably upset and going I don't know what what I'm doing mm. like she's genuinely questioning why she's there which is I think is important for me as an audience member because up until that point you're going I kind of get it. Like he was a bit charming, and you ate food together. But now you're sort of in his wheelhouse. You've disturbed him at breakfast too many times with your loud buttering toast. Um, <laughs> the aggressive tea just, pouring from like the height. Oh yes, that Clayton is what I laughed at at the yeah. end of the movie. How the, good was that the part? The massive it was like, water pour. Yeah. Oh, the best! I, I cr- honestly was cracking up laughing. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Good. Um,
0: the intentionality yeah, so, of it to piss him off was awesome. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was so good.
1: Um, it, and yeah, it's kind of crazy how over the course of this movie, by the end, you're laugh. I'm laughing at something like that, <laughs> when in reality I'm watching a very disturbed relationship taking place in front of my eyes. Like, that's not normal to, you know, want to spite your partner and, and want to, like, pour water on mm. it. Like, you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, was... yeah, so I think I think she's I think she knows that Reynolds is a whole lot of bark and not a lot of bite. Like I yeah. think he I think she yep. can see under him and and you know and realize that yeah he is a lot more sensitive and insecure than than what everybody else is willing to put up with. Like if people were willing to challenge him to get under his skin, which Alma does a lot. Like pushes the boundary, doesn't go with the routine, surprises him when he doesn't want to be surprised. That yep. she enjoys, I think she gets power hungry. Like I think she genuinely enjoys trying to one up him, um, and gets gets sucked into that cycle. I. It's the I whole think. point
0: when, the whole point when they are talking about the tough guy side of things. You know, when they first had that com- communication, it's like, yeah, no, I'm a tough guy. Like, he literally says that, like, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm a tough guy. I don't need to look after. Like, I'm not soft or anything. And she's kind of like, she saw straight through it from the yeah. start. You know, like, I don't know why you're trying to prove it, like, to me. Like, yeah, obviously not. And the fact that you're like, yeah, I'm a tough guy. Everyone says that to me. I'm like, hmm, I'm nearly judging the other way. You know don't what I mean? Like, you like, are. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you are. I think you've got other issues that we need to chat about. But, um, yeah, it's I think you picked it up really well. She just keeps pushing his buttons, like with the food with the noises with the talking with the bringing him tea when like she pushes pushes his buttons without doing anything malicious like uh-huh. i'm going to bring my partner tea out of the nicety of my heart but knowingly full well that that is pushing his buttons cuz he's so routine and structured and this is how i do it but she's purposely doing it to see if she can break the the back of it and mm. and nearly by them getting married um, for that point, it was nearly like, okay, we've broke it. Like we've broke the curse. We've broke, um, you know, this, this next step, but, but yeah, then the, the poison mushroom stuff continues and goes again. And that's, I don't uh-huh. know we'll, we'll get to that, that was, it's crazy that was that insane first,
1: again. For that first poison mushroom was enough to get Reynolds to want to marry yeah. Um, And I think, I think it's, I think Cyril's really important in the movie because, I think Alma sees how much Cyril is really like Reynolds' mum. And and Reynolds has a mum complex. Like that's a hundred percent part yeah. of the movie. Like a massive like obviously he made that wedding dress and like he shows up in a sick dream, the mum. Yeah, that along. little monologue.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And um yeah, and Cyril is like Reynolds' mum, like willing to put up with all the crap, but she knows. Like that one scene where Um, He's like, "Oh, shut up!" to her, and she's like, "Don't you dare tell me to shut up! Like, I will end you! Like, do not mess with me!" Um, (laughs) It's so good. She doesn't even look at him. She's just saying it while drinking tea. Um, Yeah. Like, and the other
0: scene at the end where she's like, (laughs) where she goes, "Are you you done now?" He's like, "No, I'm not done." He's like, "Well, I am because it's hurting my ears." I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Oh, okay.
1: And and that look between at that end scene that where you know Alma comes while he's spouting off about her. And they, Alma and Cyril look at each other and they're both looking at each other, I think, saying, Oh my goodness, we have to deal with this petulant baby. Like, yeah. we are the strong ones. Like, we, yeah. we have, we, we, you know, we've got to deal with this guy. But it's basically like ping pong power between Cyril and Alma. Um, and Crazy, they kind of man. have these knowing looks, like, we, no matter what happens, like, when, uh, when, Reynolds is going well, he goes to Cyril for advice, and when Reynolds yeah. is sick, Alma becomes the one in power. So, it's almost like they've sort of agreed to be in this weird trio of power. It's super weird, and it's super messed up, but, like, it's really effectively yeah. well well done, I think. Like, it's not mm. overplayed, and you can follow, I guess, how that's happening um, in the movie, and... Yeah, and then, I mean, we could talk about other plot points, but we may as well talk about the ending, I think. Yeah. Um, so they get married. And then there's the scene where basically, I think it just goes straight to that scene we've just been talking about. Reynolds is mad. Why on earth did we get married? You could see the cracks starting to appear even on their honeymoon. Um, mm. And then you see Alma cooking again. And yeah. this is not just like two tablespoons of the poison mushrooms. This was like a whole pan. Yeah. I, I thought like just from a chef's eye, I was going, okay, that's a lot of mushrooms. Like yeah. is, when I first saw this movie, I was like, Dead. is she killing him? Like, yeah, 100%. This is I was like, this, this is, is it. This is this is it. Like this is going to be the end of the movie. Like he's going to eat the thing and she's he's going to die. And anyway, then so she makes this um, she makes this omelet and yeah, it, I was going to say, it, is it an she, omelet? It looked it looked yeah, omelet to me. It looked yeah, looked actually really good. Yeah, it did uh, look right. And I, what I loved was like the shot of Alma putting in the butter and yep. Daniel Day look, uh, Reynolds is in the corner watching and like the look he gives her like when she puts the butter in is like, like, wow. Like it was almost like, it was almost like they were flirting with each other. But Um, it was two
0: times too. It was one. And then a scene went to him. And then it was if like permission to do another one kind of thing, like, and then another whack. And the second one was bigger than the first, like Uh in the sense of the quantity of butter. And so I was like, ah, okay. That was really interesting.
1: And then, yeah. And (laughs) Then she serves him the omelette, does this water pour. I'm talking this jug is like almost a meter above the cup. That was so funny. I don't know how she did it, but it was so funny because you know that she pours tea like that because she pours him the tea at his breakfast when they first meet. And she pours herself Mm. the tea like that when they have the breakfast. And he's like, you're like a horse riding through the house. (laughs) Yeah. Um And so she, we know she does that And we know that he hates it And so it's great because Yeah, she's giving him the butter But then she's still annoying him And it's just is like this back And always this back and forth of like Love and like a stab And like a laughing And then like a Like they're just You know And then he it was very funny And then the whole time I think he's wondering I think you're wondering As an audience, sorry mm. Does he know? do I don't want to hear, what do you think? Do you think he knew, like, before he eats it? Or do you think he eats it and he recognises the taste of the mushrooms and then knows? Hmm. Or the look in her face?
0: The the only thing that makes me think that he did know was there's this scene where it's quite evident and it looks like it comes from his point of view where she pulls the book out of the mm. the shelf and goes to the book and obviously uses the book to... That book was where the mushroom information was mm-hmm. in. And he's watching her do that. And then she watches the cooking occur and uh, <laughs> the painfully slowness of her, of him, him eating. Like I, I when he cut mm. it, I was like, mate, hurry up. Like <laughs> I thought I thought it was going to be nearly like a um, um, you know, I've put the poison in the the glass and when you weren't looking, I'm actually gonna switch when he was gonna cut it. And then mm. feed it to her and be like, Aww. well, are you going to eat it? Because if you're not going to eat it, I'm I'm not going to eat it. Dang,
1: imagine but then if he... they both ate it like Romeo and Juliet. So
0: this is what I was thinking. I'm like, is this going to be a Romeo and Juliet? Like they're both going to like knock each other off sort of thing. Like, cause it's going to be, and then they'll be like, oh, we both died because of mushrooms. Um, but no, but then he just backs himself, eats it, but he eats it so slow. And so I think there's either a point, there's like a sick point of trust in her So it's like, I trust her that even if it's poisonous, it won't kill me. Or there's like a sick level of trust that it's not poison because she's made it for me. I don't know Uh where I stand. I don't know where I stand, to be honest. I I don't know if he knew.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's true. I don't know either. Um, But I do think like when he's chewing, because that's the big close-up is like him chewing, looking at her, and Alma's giving him this look like um, mm. like this really sort of like I don't know, I even know how to describe this look but this sort of like do you trust me? This is, you know, I've done something here kind of look and he swallows yeah, you like quite dramatically and she yeah. can see her kind of go like oh yeah, like Got- yeah, yeah you did gotcha yeah. um, I think he knows by that point but i think he i think he's pretty smart and i think he's put together i think by then he's put together probably by looking at the book maybe that she's done this before um, mm. because what does he i don't even what does he, what does she put the mushrooms in the first time Ooh. is it in his breakfast in
0: his tea no in his tea i think cuz she grinds it right up and puts it in the tea oh. in the teapot yeah so he drinks the tea and then he gets oh, the only thing you see him eat drink is the tea. It's the um,
1: tea.
0: Yeah, in wow. his, his big like go, it's like not a goblet. It looks like a bowl. It looks to look like yeah, he's like, yeah. <laughs> trying to get the milk, the final bit of milk out of a cereal bowl. Like that's his that's his tea. Yeah, so it was out of the tea. And so this time it was really like it's obvious. Like it's under your eyes. And like mm. with that, when he and when he realized has the realization, like like she tells him, being like, you're going to get sick, you won't die. But then he's like, well, kiss me before I get sick then. Uh-huh. It's
1: like, there's like uh-huh. a level of joy uh-huh. to this comment. Uh-huh. I'm like, uh-huh. why are you happy? She that just tried to like, like
0: get you really sick. This movie's twisted. What the uh, freak's yeah. going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, and that's that where I was quote, like, I'm, I'm done. That qu- this that is that weird.
1: Quote, that quote is like the sort of hinging point of whether you'll like the movie or not, I think. Um, because kiss me not me before I like get it sick. or not. Yeah, I think, I think maybe, maybe I think he's finally, you know, in his own twisted way, has sort of gone. I've met my match, I guess. Like, they're the like yeah, they're, okay, they're suited for yeah. each other. Like, they're yeah. in this twisted, demented, really weird way that they actually. He's gone. This is the woman I've been searching for. Like, and 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 it maybe did say he's that at gone. The start. Yeah, and and yeah, oh, I love that line. And Alma's like, whatever you do, do it carefully. Wolf. Oh, yeah. Great. yeah.
0: Very clever. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that.
1: So, <laughs> yeah. It, and then obviously you get this sort of monologue at the end um, by Alma of like, because there's this um, plot device and you don't really know who she's talking to, but the movie opens with her and then maybe three or four times before the end, you see her having a sort of interview with the young doctor Mm. who gets called to Reynolds and sort of describing the relationship they have with each other. And what's interesting is you think it's just Alma alone. And then at the end of the movie, you see that um, Reynolds is lying on her lap and is listening to everything she's saying. And so you're going like... Yeah, obviously this is like a little fantasy scene where like she's got a child with Reynolds and Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And, yep, and yep. then and then yeah, you're basically going Well this is they're basically describing the their new way of doing a relationship and it's yeah, it's it's fascinating. It's weird yeah. and it's strange, it's, but
0: The way Oh, so strange. Like it's like you imagine like you and I both have partners, but like the only way that you could bring, in a sense, a level of like calm or keelness or like certain to be like, I can deal with you on this level would be to poison you. Mm -hmm. Like I can only get on your level if I poison you. That is what, that's in its most simplest, that is what we're watching. Because like everything else is like high scattered anxiety, like driven performance, dress must be amazing if you're not in my way, get out of my way, silence, concentration. Yeah. But to break that down, he can't just switch that off. Even when he goes on his honeymoon, sketching, doesn't want to go up the mountain, doesn't want to do anything. wants to just work, work, work. And she has to poison him to keep him or to bring him out of that world.
1: Yeah. And I'm wondering, that's a
0: bipolar statement. If I've ever heard one.
1: And I, I don't want to hypothesize too much about the future of the couple, but I'm wondering, if it's a bit of a hint that because she needed more mushrooms this time, it was a higher dose. If it's going to get higher every time she needs to do that. Oh, and then at some point she will just kill him by accident because it's going to get higher and higher every time because he's going to, you know, build a weird threshold, um, or get more and more stubborn as he gets older. But, Ugh. oh, Wow.
0: It's a concept. It's a concept. That's for sure. It's a
1: concept. Um, Why don't we, I mean, let's change gears. I want to talk about the costumes because this is about a fashion designer. Um, And I secretly love some good gowns in a movie. Mm. Mm. Um, Yeah. What did you think of Reynolds as a, um, as a fashion designer?
0: Well, it's just, it's just brilliant, isn't it? It reflects that era so well. And I think, you know, even like the, um, the princess or whoever was coming in as well. And the wedding dress and, you know, how it was just so beautifully made. And I think even the idea of the scenes in the background where you have, you know, 20 odd um, ladies all stitching away, like it was manual. This is the 1950s. I think 1950s and 1960s where it's set, like it's all manual. Like those things aren't just sort of like put through the sewing machine and and made like, um, but I've, I've always found it really interesting that, you know, he, probably outside of the thinking and the creativity it didn't do as much of the handwork you know he was the more the eyes and the vision but he saw everybody else put it together i love some of the scenes where the ladies like he was like yeah great work ladies but even the first wedding dress he's like great work ladies but it's just ugly isn't it and so he's like blaming himself like he didn't really probably didn't do a stitch on it per se but he's like it's just ugly like what i've designed is ugly like so he doesn't blame them for doing it mm-hmm. um which which i thought was really yeah, interesting. interesting but like the, the 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 fashion show like all the um he's even his suits i was like he just literally goes from you know his, his black jacket and then he's got guests and so someone puts his white jacket on so i'm like can we talk about know, his like...
1: pajamas please
0: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that's like what i wear to work
1: i was like what and is this like is a this button like, shirt um, and, yeah uh, well like this um Look, I've got this baby bottle here. Like this yeah. color, <laughs> yeah. which, um, is this like kind of baby pink, yeah. um, or almost baby purple? Sort of full length um, pajamas, and then with like yeah. an overshirt and an over jacket. Yeah, is that it was, right?
0: yeah, it was odd. I was like, "What are you wearing a suit jacket for to bed?" I was like, "This is." She was blowing he was blowing up about the lady wearing the dress to bed. And here he is wearing a suit jacket to bed. I was like, mate. Like- oh,
1: that's that is a good scene, I think. Like that, yeah, that character. Was re- yeah. Um and then how mad they are. And I think that's when you actually maybe that is the first time you realise that Alma's in. Like yeah, and, same and team. In, in for good because how upset she gets about how the dress is being misused and like when yeah. she's like I don't care what she does with her life, but she's not to be dressed by the house of Woodcock. Like, yeah. You're like, oh, she's, she's in like, she's like her identity is part of this thing. Now that's, what's so fascinating about her Alma as character and the actress, um, Vicky creeps. Like it's very hard to go toe to toe with Daniel day Lewis. I mean, we're talking about Daniel day Lewis. She did well three Oscars. Um, and, She, we just don't know who she is. Like literally we just see her serve Reynolds breakfast and that's it. And we don't (laughs) know about her past. We don't know anything about where she's come from. The most we get is we know that she's from a European country. Like that Mm. lady at the end during the honeymoon, who's like, I don't want to be racist, but she might be up there stealing stuff. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And that's a piece of work. Oh Oh, my gosh. Um, That's what makes her such an enigma. And yeah, I thought she... I don't know. I don't want to say she was better than Daniel Day-Lewis, but she was at least equal, in my opinion. Like, both of them were so, Mm. so amazing. Um,
0: Yeah. They definitely both played their balancing role with each other because there was a time where, like, toxic masculinity was at the front, and then there was times where she's like, I'm crushing toxic masculinity, and I'm actually... So real power shifts, the power shifts, like, it was like 20 minutes him, 20 minutes her, uh-huh. 10, five minutes Cyril, and then back to him, then then back to her. And, like, so, like, it was just, like, a real power shift the whole the whole time. And that's what I think was, like, yeah, she definitely matched him, but she isn't Daniel Day-Lewis. Isn't he incredible? Like, what a, oh, what a, I could sit there and be, like, I hate your character, but you're brilliant like, uh-huh. what you're doing exactly right now. Right. And, like, if you can do that, hey, fair play to you. Like, that's pretty good, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it, it's crazy if you look at his career, like, how insanely versatile, like, his roles mm. are. Like, he doesn't just play terrible people. I mean, he's won, he won his second Oscar for There Will Be Blood, which, I don't know if you've seen that movie, but he is legitimately the worst in that movie. Um, yeah, right. He's playing like this oil tycoon. And he plays like Abraham Lincoln. Like self-spoken yeah. Yeah. Uh, guy. Anyway, and did you know that apparently, well, we haven't seen him act again, but apparently this is ret- his retirement performance in this film. Ah. Um, Interesting. He said he wasn't going to do any roles after this. So, so far, uh, he hasn't come back from saying that. So sometimes that is true, but maybe with a guy like him, he's just like, he never used to work much anyway. He'd work like every five years and like, yeah, right. You know, sweeping award season. Be like, I'm the yeah. best. Bye. Yeah, cheers. And then See in five again. years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he
0: was brilliant. He was very, well. The whole casting actually, they're all like fantastic. Like, mm. yeah, really. Yeah, really well. I'm trying. It was like, I don't know. When when I looked at the trailer when I watched it last week when you sent it to me, I was like. I nearly got this like evil pride and prejudice type vibes you know Mm -hmm. like i was like maybe a bit more modern a bit more future in the in the setting of it but i was like this is what it's going to be like like it's like pride and prejudice with a twist um not a g-rated version uh (laughs) of of pride and prejudice which was interesting to to see like it's not all like the posh and the glamour and the the beautiful dresses and gowns and like oh yes my lady welcome yes sir no sir it was all like this is toxic like rubbish that's occurring behind the scenes as well, which would have been you know occurring you know, in you know what we see in, in Pride and Prejudice and those type of things. So it was really interesting to have that lens on with this type of um movie. Because you, you get mm-hmm. sucked into the costumes and the you know what they're wearing and everything and you know, the cars they're driving, you're like, Oh, this is gonna be like a that type of movie. And then when uh-huh. it switches, you're like, Oh, I don't know. Well, were we like that back then? We, we, you know, that's not how mm. I've been perceived. Like, mm. um, so that was really interesting as well. Trying to put that flip on it, kind of like when I see like an actor play a role that they shouldn't, like Jason yeah. Bateman in Ozark, for example. It's <laughs> like he's like, it's like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, you're not, you're meant to be a funny guy, and now you're not. So I'm yeah really confused, and that makes you more mysterious to me.
1: Yeah, that's some whiplash right there, going from Arrested Development to uh, Ozark. Um. (laughs) Uh,
0: Jesus, good. Can't wait for the new season, but not on topic. But yeah, it was like that, seeing what the time and era of the movie was like and then dealing with nearly issues that I would more link to society today. But it was actually, of course, it was occurring back then. Like, Mm. because, you know, that's just people, unfortunately. So that was really interesting.
1: Mm. No, it's, that's a good point because yeah, if you watch the trailer, you're going, oh, okay, like it's, you know, it's a period movie. Um, and often they're very polite, those mm. period movies, like, you know, Jane Austen is famous for her, you know, dialogue, which is this very sort of, uh, clean of the period, like, mm beautiful English, like, it's really great, but it's just so different to, you know, it's weird when you... I know it's only the 50s, but, like, it's weird when you hear people swear in this movie. You kind of get... It's kind of a weird shock, like, oh, what? That's kind of breaking my perception of your time period.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. When he tells the doctor to F off, that was actually... I actually laughed at that. I was like, (laughs) this is pretty funny. Because, again, polar opposite. Like, he's a doctor. He's probably going to help you, probably. Even in that time frame, they're probably give us some magic potion and be like, here you go. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, when he's like, tell the doctor to F off. I was like, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> I enjoyed that scene. I thought that was quite funny. So yeah. that was very good.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of things that I want to mention before we do our review, our final kind of ratings and reviews. Um, yes. We should talk about the, the first breakfast order. If we're going to talk about food, because oh, yeah, I, plan yeah. on, I plan on making this as the film-inspired recipe for this episode. So, I'm going to insert that right here. Hello, welcome to the Film and Food Podcast. I'm recreating the famous breakfast order from Phantom Thread. So, let's see if I got this right. A Welsh rabbit with a poached egg on top. Not too runny. Scones. Butter. Cream Jam, not strawberry, raspberry A pot of Lapsang tea Bacon And sausages Wish me luck as I try and eat some of this Let's, let's try the scones Bit of butter Bit of jam. Bit of falling off. Bit of cream. Yeah, that's good. Homemade scones. Fluffy, warm, delicious. Jam and cream and butter. What's better than that? Now, I think we all know what sausages and bacon taste like. What I really want to try is this Welsh rarebit which if you don't know, is basically a fancy cheese toast. So, I'm gonna get this corn a bit. Can you hear that crunch? Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> you have really good cheddar cheese. You need beautiful poached egg. And most importantly, the waltzes to shore the Worcester, I can't say Worcester, Worcester sauce and mustard on this makes it pop. Okay, well that's about it. If you want to go and see this recipe in action, if you want to see the Phantom Thread breakfast food all on the table, well make sure you go and check our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter, I've got a full video there showing you what this breakfast looks like and me giving it a go on video. So please, please go and check that out. It's really fun for you to go and check along. Otherwise, go and check out this recipe and have a go yourself. The recipe will be in the show notes of this episode as well as on all of our social media and our website. So go give it a go. It's a really, really fun thing to make and a great breakfast. So enjoy. It's Maybe one of the best breakfast orders In movie history, I think um, <laughs> I should read it out, I should find it Yeah, Do please, I'm
0: it. trying to remember it No, it's like
1: Good morning Morning What would you like to order?
0: <clears throat> a Welsh rabbit
1: With a poach egg on top, please
0: Not too runny And bacon, scones, butter, cream, jam. Not strawberry. No. Raspberry? What else? Coffee or tea? Do you have Lapsang? Have a pot of Lapsang, please. And some sausages. And some sausages. Oh, I, let me see, actually, why are you thinking about it? Let's see if I can get off the top of my head. Because okay. it was toast, poached egg, but not too runny, um, bacon, scones with cream. They don't have jam, so it's raspberry, something. Well, they do have jam. I can't remember. Raspberry. And then he asks, "Are you going to remember that?" And then he also adds sausages onto the end. I've probably missed something, but I reckon Ooh, I've got. Oh,
1: you've you've done pretty well. I reckon well. I've got eighty percent. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm still trying to find it. But uh, I the, the I know that the thing at the beginning is called a Welsh um a Welsh rabbit, which is uh, It's, it's yep, not a yep. rat. I thought when I first watched the movie, it was a rabbit. Um, but Welsh think, what, a Welsh rabbit. <laughs> I know. And I was like, what? For breakfast? Yeah. Um, but it's actually delicacy. like a, it's actually, yeah, it's actually a delicacy. Um, It's kind of like, I think it's kind of like a French toast thing. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. If that makes any sense. But yeah, here we go. Um. All right. How'd go? All right. Welsh rare bit.
0: Yeah. Missed that one.
1: But you said toast with a poached yeah, t- egg on yeah. top. You got that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, not too runny. Yep.
1: got that bacon. Yep. scones. You got that. I got that butter, cream. Ah, <sighs> damn. Oh, I think I said jam, cream. not strawberry.
0: No, but raspberry wasn't
1: it? Met raspberry. Yeah. Do you know what he had for tea? Do you remember what he had for tea? What tea he had?
0: No, but every other time he had black tea. So I don't know if there was a specific type.
1: It's called it's called lapsang. Um, Lapsang, no. Now, I actually have to order this specially because it's a special type of Chinese tea. Okay. For yeah. when I recreate this. So, you're going to, by now, you would have heard how I liked the Lapsang tea. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So, I think. Mm. Oh, and some sausages.
0: Yes. At the very end. Yeah. After their little, like, cute little interaction. Like, and he's like, uh-huh. wants to keep the receipt. Just yes. see if she can remember it. Okay. I was like, ah, oh, a little test. That's interesting. Well,
1: you did very well, I must say. Like, happy, you probably got 90. Like. I would give you a 90% for that. I'll take
0: 90. I've never scored 90 in a test in my life, Chris. <laughs> so I'll I'll take that. There you go. <laughs> um,
1: it's a great... I mean, I love breakfast. So mm. I'm actually so keen to try this. Um, But I think it just shows a bit of like... It does foreshadow a bit of who he is as a person. Because you know that later breakfast is like his sanctuary um from life like it's his quiet time Mm. he's often very hungry and he often has like a big breakfast in the morning Mm. and maybe that's why he's so soft at that time to meet alma maybe um yeah he's he's kind of in his comfort place but a legendary breakfast order legendary it's all over Um, the place like it's so, sweet,
0: it's savory, it's everything. Like again, it only alludes to me like him. It's a scatter. It's like yeah. of everything. It
1: it does sound like when you're a kid and you like go to a buffet breakfast for the first time and you're yeah. like, Yeah, hit me with those pancakes. Yeah, I want the waffles. <laughs> I want the bacon and the eggs. <laughs> I'm i I'm doing a big shh of like cream yeah. over everything and maple syrup yeah. and like yeah, I'll have orange juice and apple juice and tea, like hell yeah. That's, and I'm getting yogurt. I'm getting
0: yeah. yogurt and I'm putting fruit in it as well. And I'm gonna have that with my toast that's got veggie on it. I'm like just hey, your treat yourself, are, Chris, treat yourself.
1: Uh, and your parents are saying you can go back for more plates and you're like, No, i no. it all now. <laughs>
0: exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. efficiency Work smarter, not harder.
1: Exactly. Um <laughs> Any, any other food stand out for you? I think those were probably the main things that stood out for me. I'm just trying to remember if there was anything else.
0: No, I don't have any others down, but I was just, for me, I think it was really interesting. Again, I always spoke about the last scene of the, the purpose nature of seeing the extra butter thrown in, to see even the clunking down of the plate, to see the tea mm-hmm. being or the water being poured so high and so slow that it really like drops and echoes and so that scene nearly goes for like five, 10 minutes right mm-hmm. and to see that occur all around the dinner table really I was like this again is just it's noise in the kitchen is like that petty reminder of like I know this really gets you annoyed And I'm going to do it because what's about to happen is because now I'm in control. I'm Uh taking your control away by making you sick. So then we can have time together. Cause that is ultimately what she wants. Right. That dinner confrontation Uh was about, I want time with you. He's like, I always have time with you. It's like, well, no, you don't like people around time and work is very different. Yeah. To see like, I'm going to piss you off with the way we do things. Then I'm going to control you for the next 48 hours while you recover.
1: Guys, if we were what a therapist the for them, we would be saying that Alma, her love language is quality time. Yes. And that um, Reynolds Woodcock, his love language is probably acts of service, would you say?
0: Yeah. Oh, what does that say? acts or of words. service only when he wants
1: it. <laughs> yeah, well, his way. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, his way of and, acts of service. Yeah. And so they, they, they're jutting heads because they're not, Meeting each other at the same level.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. Exactly Um,
1: right. But yeah, the sound, like the sound effects of all of those toast and and clinking, very funny. Very funny is is really funny. And I I do want to mention again that I think watching it for a second time and actually knowing what was going to happen going ahead, like I found myself laughing so much more because I I appreciated this kind of wry sense of humour that comes out and i think yeah the banter like between them is is really funny like Mm. when she's kind of going when he's like she's like he's like oh why don't you like my dress and she's like well i don't know if i like the fabric and like he's like shook he's like what do you mean you don't like the fabric and he's like you haven't you maybe you have no taste and she's like your taste is crap yeah 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 and he and she's like well maybe i like my own taste and then She's like, he's like, you're causing too much trouble. She's like, maybe I want to. And he's like, stop. Yeah, um, yeah he's just
0: new. It's like yeah. baiting, baiting, baiting.
1: Yeah, no, it's it good. very good. Um, well, I know that you've got a, a date with the um, with the waves. So I do. Yes. Do, do we, <laughs> I can kind <laughs> of see you looking out the window. Um, so should is there anything you want to mention before we go? I think we've pretty comprehensively had a talk about this movie.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny though, the more I've spoken about it, and I think this happened with Parasite as well. I, I left Parasite, just rattled though. because That was a different, a <laughs> different. Um, so when I, when I stopped the movie, I went, that was really interesting. Um, not my cup of tea per se, for us to use that analogy from the movie, but now I've talked about it, I'm like, wow. Like, I think I've really enjoyed the depth of it um, and nearly the pettiness of it, mm. um, which is quite funny for for such a potent um, and prominent movie. So, yeah, it, uh, I'm still a bit rattled by it, I think, in the sense of how uh, backwards it is, in the sense of, like, I need to make you sick to get on my level so that we can work this out because otherwise it doesn't work. Because in my head, I'm like, well, if it's like that, you leave type of thing, like you Uh up and leave, which I'm going to suggest 95% of society would do that. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, no, I'm going to stick around and make you sick. So then we're good.
1: I think that does make you a normal person. If you have thoughts like that, Um, which is good. Maybe this is a (laughs) litmus test for whether you're a psychopath or not. Um, yeah. <laughs> your thoughts coming out of this movie. But, yeah, yeah. Be like, oh, um, yeah. I'd
0: do that. It's like, ooh. Ugh. Yes. Stay <laughs> show away from to me. your.
1: Show this to your future. Um, you, to your current partner before you get married. Yes. If, see what their reaction is, and and then. Um, you know, whip out the run, poison mushrooms. Run or to. propose. No. <laughs>
0: One of the two. Yeah. yeah, yeah run, yeah, propose, exactly, or yeah. get out
1: the poison mushrooms. No. Exactly. right. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> omelet first. Just get straight to the omelet. Straight. <laughs> uh that omelet did look good though when i when i was watching it i was like i I, I love a good omelet i tell Um, you what i I don't want
1: to toot my own horn but this podcast has made me learn how to make omelets and i'm like a bit of a professional at it now um i made one for this episode that has is literally releasing tomorrow as we record but is uh Going to be a month old by the time this one comes out, but it's um for this movie Tempopo, and it's a uh, it's omni rice, so it's like rice with an omelette on top. And wow! Yeah. You, swi- you, you swish your omelette with chopsticks as you cook it. Anyway. Okay. I'm getting off off topic here. No, so I'm
0: hungry now. <laughs> it's
1: so good, and if you it's the key for me is like you, you don't add any. I used to add milk and cheese and stuff to an omelette, mm. and you mm. can add. A, you kind of want to keep the eggs, like just do three eggs yeah, and then add your meat or your herbs or whatever, and then yeah. just leave it like that. And then it will actually have structural integrity because if you add oh. milk, then you you oh. lose it. Anyway, I'm going yeah. off topic here. <laughs> um, Let's talk about our final thoughts and ratings. Yeah. I'm happy to go first if you want, or I'm happy to pass it over to you.
0: Shoot. What do you got All for right. me? Cause I'm very well, interested to see.
1: Yeah. So, it is good watching this for a second time. I think I think I appreciated the movie a little bit more than I did. I think the first time I saw it in a cinema, I was like, again, it's something maybe that I hadn't seen before. Um, mm. I was a bit kind of going, wow, that was weird, but that was something good at some level. Um, and I think Paul Thomas Anderson as a director, I haven't seen all of his movies, but he undeniably is a brilliant director in executing the vision he wants to execute. And I think Mm. whether you like his movies or not is a completely different thing. I think he makes the movies he wants to make and they're weird, but like you either vibe with it or you don't. And that's completely okay. Yeah. And I think I definitely vibed with this movie a lot. I hate that word, but you know, I followed along and, and got into the movie's rhythm and like, I think the second half is like you're on the edge of your seat the whole time going like, what is going to happen? And I think the performances are brilliant from all three of the main actri- uh, um, actors and actresses. And yeah, I oh, putting a number on it though. I think, yeah, I think the ending is kind of brilliant in a way. Mm. Um, I love the score. i think i'm gonna settle on a nine nine a nine i i I don't know if i i'm willing to go all the way to give it a 10 i think i don't really know why i'm giving it a nine um i i really really like it was one of my favorite movies that came out in that year and i think the the psychological games that occur throughout the movie are just like really well executed and I think yeah. I think maybe the only thing that let me down is I maybe felt it slightly dragged at the beginning, just a touch, for me in this in this in this round. And even knowing what happened, I felt like it really was until like the sort of first dinner scenes. The like and, yes. and me like that was sort of until then. You're kind of going, all right, like. I think that was me. And then from there, I was like, okay, we're, we're, we're in mm. and this is great. But maybe that is where it lost it for me a bit this time. I still think it's like an excellent movie and a yeah. big recommendation. Um, again, I know that like, I, and I gave, showed it to you and you're not, I, I know you're self-professed, not a yeah. movie person. Like, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? I know you like movies, but um, oh, absolutely. in terms of- In terms of going into this genre of film um so you know give it a go i think uh if you don't like it that i think that's completely normal (laughs) yeah Um, absolutely yeah so i'd give it i'd settle on a nine i think nice and then if we move into the food again i wouldn't say obviously it's not the i don't know it is a big part of the plot but Obviously, it's not a movie about a restaurant or it's not a movie about a chef per se. So you're not going to get the same level of quantity as you are in a film like uh, Chef or Mm -hmm. even what we did recently, Tempopo, which is quite literally so much food. Um, (laughs) But I think in terms of the food playing a role in the plot, like you can't really get much better than a movie like this where... The mushrooms per se are being used in the plot, in the relationship. Um, the breakfast at the beginning. I think I might settle with an eight then, because I don't, nice. I don't, I don't know if I can put it in the nine or ten category. Because I feel like they belong to that belongs to another movie. But I think the way the food is used is so linked in with the characters and linked in with the story. Hmm. It looks really tasty. Um, the whole ASMR of all of the different uh, tinklings and, and and scrunchings and everything like that. Um, I think this movie yeah. is actually a, a whole essay on why breakfast is important. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't be like Reynolds. Just enjoy breakfast, but you, uh, there can be noise. Um, yeah, it's true. But yeah, I think that a nine and eight, I think that's pretty fair. Maybe eight's a bit generous on the food, but yeah, I'm going to give it, I'm going to settle on that. Love it. Um, Very good. Yeah. What about you? Try and, yeah. you're, you're only fresh from watching the movie. So I, I am. know it's hard to I wrap am. your head around.
0: And and it's the, and I, and I do stand by it. The more I've spoken about it, I actually think it's bumped up a few ratings um, since I've spoken about it. I'm going to settle with a seven out of 10.
1: Wow. That's now, higher than I thought.
0: Yeah, no, because I think again, I I I am a self-professed not a massive movie buff in the sense of um, I couldn't tell you who won any awards or how many awards this one etc. But I can watch this movie and I can go. This movie is very clever. It's it's quite. It's not just a slapstick put together shoot 'em up or comedy, right? It, it's quite clever. It's it's very well thought out. Um, the acting's great in it. Um, the storyline is complex yet simple, um, mm. to keep up with. So there's no real magical twist that you've got to think back to the first 30 seconds of like, oh yeah, who's that again? Like it's mm. quite easy to follow,
1: mm. but
0: it's quite complex because a lot of things are, are occurring. So I think the engagement between all of the the characters, the scenes, the the scenery, um, plus the actual just idea of we, you know, we've got to keep remembering like it was about dresses you know like in the end like a lot of it was but we've barely (laughs) spoken about that right but like because it was so like subplotty with everything but that i think is the cool part of the movie like this underlying motif can just keep running in the background Mm. while Mm. everything else um is occurring so very clever um i think i'm just a sucker for a major event because i was like when someone going to die? Like, or what's going to happen? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, what, yeah. what's? But and it didn't happen, but I think that was kind of the cool thing. It kind of kept me on like, ah, I was like, damn it. Like something going to happen. Like where, where's the, where's the next step? So yep. Seven for me um, on that one. And probably a seven for the food as well. I, I think, you know, as okay. always, um, when I watch um, these movies that you suggest, so I'm taking notes because we're going to talk about the food and, I I think I really enjoyed the breakfast scenes because a lot of the stuff just Mm. occurred around that so Mm. the dumping of the old girlfriend the Mm -hmm. the noisy scratching of the toast the the confrontation the um even when they're on their honeymoon the same thing Mm. occurring or the conversations between Cyril and she's just there and and him and the sketching and I can't start my day with confrontation because it ruins my whole day and yeah. oh, all yeah. this stuff. So I think it being based around that. And then obviously the element of the mushrooms is, is very clever. Um, it's a foraging skill that she picks up and then uses it to awful as this sentence will sound, impose her power on the mm-hmm. situation, um, which she deems to not have any control of it, that she's tried to control through somewhat, generosity and being nice and everything but the way in a twisted way for her to get involved in his life is to hamper him uh, bring him down to a zero so then you could care for him to to build him up and through the humble mushroom um, which I'm not a massive fan of anyway um, but I do eat them but not massive fan of but to see a humble mushroom bring a man down um, like that Um, it is very interesting and again, very, very clever. Because I think I would have lost a touch if it was like, oh, I'm gonna put like a magic potion in his tea and he's gonna get unwell. I'm like, ah, come on, like, why have we turned into some FBI movie now? Like the fact they've used natural ingredients to be like, yeah, this stuff can actually hurt you. Um, and that she's gone about to do that is um very interesting. So pair of sevens for me, Chris. Um, but another pretty good recommendation from you, like I said, every time we I'm always gonna say just pick one, and I'll back you, and we'll see how we go. And then one day I'll come on here and be like, "Well, Chris, that movie's a now. waste of time." Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I was half expecting you to come on here and give it a five um, or less, but so that's pretty exciting, um, amazing. Well, unless you have any final thoughts, um, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you and your and your things that you yeah. do.
0: Yeah. Awesome. We well, can jump on Instagram at high people podcast or, or one word H I people podcast um, at waters to beers to, if you want to see some beer reviews and find out what you should be drinking um, coming around at the moment, but yeah, jump on there, show it some love. Um, and like always, if you want to jump on the high people podcast, please just hit them, hit me up with a message. One of my rules is if you want to come on, come on and tell your story. Um, that's the main thing. So um, it's a lot of fun. Um, we'll set you up and, We'll have a chat for 50 minutes um, about your life, but it's a lot of fun. So yeah, if you'd like to listen, please do and provide some feedback. That's always really fun too.
1: Brilliant. Um, Do they make beer with any kind of mushrooms in it? Or like, I don't know. Can you pick it? I don't know if I can give you a month to try and find me a beer that somehow relates to this movie even if it's just like really eccentric and odd. Um,
0: (laughs) Or like an English or something. Optional homework
1: if you want to. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) All right.
0: Leave leave it with me. Leave it with me. I'll have a thing. I don't know mushroom beer. I don't. No, no, no.
1: I know. I I just thought hops. I know there can be weird ingredients sometimes. That'd be interesting.
0: Someone's out there's tried it for sure.
1: Um, I don't know if it'll taste any good. (laughs) I
0: wouldn't Um, touch it.
1: (laughs) Um, Anyway. Um, very good Clayton thank you so much for coming on and for humoring me with my choices of crazy movies and it's always such such fun to have you on and of course you're always welcome back when I come up with another movie to suggest to you so thank you so much for coming on
0: mate it is always so much fun love what you do thank you for um, the time and the effort and to Yeah, you're forcing me to watch movies, which is great, because I enjoy it. I actually find some time to sit down and watch a good movie, so I'm always more than happy to do it, and it's always great to have a chat, mate. So thanks for having me on again.
1: Well, that about does it for this episode, a film and food review of Phantom Thread. First of all, thank you so much to Clayton Waters for coming back on the show again. It's always so amazing to have you on. Thank you for being my guinea pig as I suggest to you these crazy movies. You always bring such greatness to the discussion. And so you're always welcome back on. Thank you so much for coming. Please, please go and check out his work. Go and check out the High People podcast. Find them on Instagram. Find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, subscribe. You're going to love the stories on there. And you can always start with me sharing my life story on his podcast if you want to get into the show. But please go and check him out. There's going to be links in the show notes for you to go and find his work. Also, go check out Waters to Beers. Even if you're not a beer person, it's still a great follow. You're going to find things that you can recommend to your friends and family. And it's perfect if you're into beer. So go check out his Instagram, Waters to Beers. The links are in the show notes. Once again, Clayton, thank you so much for coming on the show. And if you enjoy this podcast, can I ask you a favor? Can you give it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify? These ratings help us get into the ears of new listeners and help us to go up the rankings. So thank you to everyone who's given us a five-star rating or review already. Make sure you email us. The address is fans at film and food That's fans at filmandfoodpodcast.com. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. This is the best way for you to stay in the loop with everything happening at the Film and Food Podcast. So please go find us on social media. What did you think of the film Phantom Thread? What did you think of this episode's recipe? Give us feedback, suggest a movie or TV show to review. The most important thing is to join the conversation. Until next time, goodbye and thanks for listening.